Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. Wonderful. Well, church, it's time to receive the word of God. Hallelujah. And this morning we were blessed. Uh, Today is hearing and seeing. So we normally listen to our prophet, the founder of this church. And this this morning, he has a wonderful message for you and I. And so I want us to stand to our feet with Jesus' joy. And declaring that nothing is impossible as we prepare our hearts for the word. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you trust Him in His Word. Hearken to the voice of God today. Is there anything too hard for Him? Then put your trust in God alone. And rest upon His Word for everything. Yes. For the last time, lift up your voice. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you trust in His Word. Hearking to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for Him? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word for everything, oh everything, yes everything is possible with God. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and let's receive our pastor, my pastor, your pastor to minister to us. Four types of commitment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus for tonight. I want you to lift your hands and ask God to speak to you. Begin to pray in the spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Mande Kandala Manali, Devele Sheve, Kabala Sheba, Tale Berele Mende, Dalendala Manam, Medeleke Bandele Bere, Malo Saban Manali, Begele, Belele, 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 Belele. Hallelujah, 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 Parele Mede, Parele Mede, Parele Mede. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord, for your great blessing tonight. Thank you tonight. Thank you tonight. Thank you tonight. Thank you tonight. Kambo Zengele, Kambo Lengele, Hagele, Kabala, Tolebe, Shemada, Baladekis, Baladiredis, Mando Kazale, Kele Gelele, Kedele Gelele, Baladele Bajande, Rembe Delele. Mandole Be, Bella Remen, Paradele, Alenaka, Olegerete, Paladama, Shombere, Kadale. Glory be to God in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your great blessing, your great anointing that you give to us today. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. We go on further. We go on further. Begin to tell God, you are going on further. You are going on deeper. We are going on further, higher. Thank you. Thank you. Pamagase. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessing, the anointing that is upon our lives tonight. In the name of Jesus. Father, we lift our hands to you. Yes, Lord. We expect a miracle tonight. Yes, Lord. We expect your hand tonight. Yes, Lord. We expect your power today. Yes, Lord. We are grateful, Lord, as we stand in your presence. Yes, Lord. We shall not leave this place the same. Amen. Our church will not be the same Amen. again. Thank you for your power. Thank you for, your Thank you for leading us higher. Yes, Lord. Further. Further. Deeper. Deeper. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. I want to thank Pastor Shola and his wife for inviting me here. It's a privilege to be invited here again. And um, it's been a blessing to be with you. All right. And I've been sharing with you about the mega church. Amen. Amen. How many want us to have a mega church? All right. Only 15 of you want a mega church? All right. You are blessed tonight in Jesus' name. So tonight I'm going to continue and then I'm going to go on into sharing about some important things. Amen. So you can remove your chewing gum from your mouth. And then get ready to receive the word of God. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody, chewing gum finished now. After church, you continue. <laughs> right. Now, I believe that a sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit is um, given to us very, very clearly in Acts chapter 1. All right? Can we look at that, please? Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. How many want the Holy Spirit to come? Right? And you shall start jumping up and down in the church. Is that what your Bible says? You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come. And you shall start sweating. All right. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
and you shall start shivering. All right. How many want the Holy Spirit? Good. He says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. Now, I, I do believe that when the Holy Spirit comes on a person, there are tangible manifestations. I've actually written a book about that. Just a new book that has just been released called Ministering with Signs and Wonders. And I do believe in shaking, shivering, falling, sweating, crying, any of those things. I like them. In fact, it's nice to have all those things. How many like those things? Shaking, falling. It's not a trick. I'm asking you a genuine question. How many like this? It's nice when we have all these things. It's a nice experience. You get it? Now, those things are not as clear as what we are reading. What we are reading is the clearest um, definition of what happens when the Holy Spirit is present with somebody. And he says that you receive power after the Holy Spirit comes. What sort of power? What does that power do? And you shall be my witnesses. Now, the church has never had fewer witnesses than it has today. Amen. Amen. Starting from our pastors. We, we do not witness about Jesus. First of all, most of us, if we go to a Christian bookshop, we will not buy a book which says the life of Christ. It's a boring looking book. How many agree that, that the lives and teachings of Christ? When you see the topic, you will not buy it. But when you see the topic of 25 principles for what? Success and what? Prosperity. Then we'll be buying that one. Is that not so? But we wouldn't buy a book on the life and teachings of Christ. And in fact, the pastor will not teach up on the life of Christ. In fact, there's nothing to say. Because of the absence of the Holy Spirit. And rather the presence of the spirit of the world in the church. The spirit of the world has entered the church and possessed us right from the desk, the sacred desk. You understand? So the church is more like a university for teaching successful principles of success, how to do well, take bits about life, how to be... Uh, how to do well, how to get a mortgage, how to do well economically, get a job, marry, you know, living on earth. When the Bible says we should tune our mind to heaven, we are retuned to earth. We are different. Jesus has told us, don't lay up treasures. We are teaching steps, seven steps to lay up more treasures. <laughs> you can get it best in the church. Oh, yeah. If you want to be rich, tune to pastors' preachings. You'll be rich. You'll learn how to be rich. Is it true or it's not true? Even if you don't like what I'm saying, I will still say it because it's the word of God. I'm taking my time. Don't worry. I'm taking my time fully. I'm taking my time to say it fully. Now, we want to make the church a church. Amen. Amen. And we want the Holy Spirit, not the spirit with bright eyes looking at the delicious and luxurious things of this world. And we are, we are lasting after our mouths are watering. 
we, are, we want these things, and that is all that we are in a church. When we come to the church, it's like I come to the church so that God will bless me. And one time I went to a place, I went to, you know, um, somewhere I was crossing the border, I was driving, and a, and a guy said, Pastor, pray for me. Pray for me to be blessed. Pray for me to get money. Pray for me to succeed. Pray for my enemies to die. Pastor, pray for me. I mean, he just summarized the heart of the church. <laughs> Is it true or it's not true? Yeah. So, God is bringing back the wind that is coming. Eh? And I, I'm prophesying it. Not, not only me. Many changes are going to come. Amen. And the wind that is coming is the wind of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And when that wind of the Holy Spirit blows, eh, we are going to see the clearest manifestation which has been written in this book. And I can challenge any theologian on this fact. When the Holy Spirit comes, you will be witnesses. We will evangelize. You know, one day I went to a huge church in Ghana. One of the largest ministries. It was a big end of year convention. And I preached about, I preached John, my topic was John 3.16. God loved the world that he gave his only son. To die on the cross so that if we do, if we believe, we should not perish but have everlasting life. That was my topic. I, I wish I could preach that to you. But I preached that and then I did an altar call and I finished. You know, afterwards the bishop of the church was telling me, man, you are the only person, it was the last day, he said, you are the only person who has done an altar call in this convention. Salvation altar call. He said to me, he said, our church has become Gimpa. In Ghana, we have, a, we have an, a, a, a big organization called Gimpa. Ghana Institute of Management and Public Administration. <laughs> and he said, he said, the church has become Gimpa. An institute of management, public administration, and, you know, teaching about administration and management, how to be successful, how to do things. But I preached about John 3, 16. Eesh, it wasn't easy in the church. I preached about hell. Hell, hell, hell. If you release me, I can preach about hell for some time. So, ladies and gentlemen, when this Holy Spirit comes on the pastors, this will come back witnessing. First of all, talking about Jesus Christ, preaching about Jesus Preaching about his miracles. Preaching about his life. Eh? I'm talking about the life of Jesus. Talking about Jesus as, as a son of God. Jesus as a Messiah. Jesus as a carpenter. Jesus as a, as a king. Je, Je, Jesus, the life of Christ. The things he did. You know? Because that is what it means to be a witness. It means to tell what you know. When you go to court... You say what you know. You say what you've seen. And we should be talking about Jesus Christ, not about money, not about how to get houses, not about how to get cars. I believe in having cars, having houses. I'm not a poor person. I'm not a poor person by any standard, including your standards. I don't know what your standards are, but I'm not a poor person. <laughs> but that's, the, that's not a topic in the church. You get it? We are in the church. 
when we go to when we go to Gimpa, Ghana Institute of Management and Public Administration, we will talk about those things there. When we come to church, we're talking about the cross, the blood of Jesus, how it was said about the Son of God, about the Holy Spirit. Yes, and not change what must be done in the church. So the Holy Spirit is coming back. And this Holy Spirit is bringing us, the pastors and the congregation, back to the first thing, to witness. Now, he's going to con make us concerned about, not, it's going to make us concerned about Jerusalem. But the Holy Spirit will make you concerned also about Judea. You know, I cannot mention his name. But recently, I had an opportunity of meeting one of the top ministers somewhere in a, in a, in a, in a city whose name begins with L. So, <laughs> no, I've not told you. I've not told you the, the, the city. But I, I had some time with him. And I asked him, what do you think the Lord is doing? You know, and he said, well, the Lord, he believes the Lord is bringing a lot of prosperity, wealth, and so on to the church. So I said to him, Pastor, as we were walking, as we were going along with I spent up some time with him. I said, I, I have a different opinion. I don't think the Lord is doing that. Huh? I said, yeah. I don't think that's what the Lord is doing. I said that we are the richest church that has ever existed. There is no church as rich as the current church. It's the rich church. I can raise 5,000, 10,000 pounds here right now. Some time ago, it was not possible. But now, like that, it will just come. But we have no power. We can't save the world. Muslims are taking over. Oh. And the power in any religion rests in the sacrifice. You would have thought that Islam would reduce in its, in its popularity. After things like the suicide bombing, bombings in Al-Qaeda, bombings and so on. It's rather becoming more popular. More people want to join it. Because it's a spiritual thing. And power is released when people sacrifice themselves. So I told this great famous pastor who is always on television, I told him, listen, we have so much money, but we cannot reach to anywhere. And I told him, I said, you, when you were coming up, you were taught to sacrifice. You were taught about the cross. You were taught to give your life to God. You were taught to give up everything. He said, it's true. That's how I was brought up. And I said, that's how we were brought up, but that's not what we are teaching our people. We are teaching our people to get money, to get wealth, and we are getting the money, and we are getting the wealth, but there is no power to reach anywhere. We cannot go anywhere. Judea, when the Holy Spirit comes, Pastor Shola will be standing here talking about Judea. Amen. And he'll be talking about Samaria. Samaria is where... They are different from how you are. They look different. They talk different. They are half-cast. They are mixed up. So many things. Mixed up. Mixtures. What about Cape Verde Island? What about Mali? What about Nigeria? What about our towns? And the places we come from? Where our mothers and our fathers are? Who gave birth to us? Well, what about those places? And then... The uttermost parts of the earth. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit too. When the Holy Spirit comes, huh, this is not my own Bible. I'm reading the Bible that you are using. 
you shall be witness in Jerusalem, Judea. You'll be interested in Samaria. You see, but most of the pastors are not interested in Samaria. It's like, look, we didn't cause the problems in the uttermost parts of the earth. We didn't cause those problems. We are in London. We didn't cause all these problems. And we can't solve them. If that was the mind that white people had years ago when they had the gospel, do you think we'll be sitting here like that, lifting our hands and singing Christian songs? When they came to Africa to die, to Badagri, they came to land there in Nigeria and in Ghana. They came to the mountains and they stayed there and they died. Every few weeks, someone will die from malaria and they'll be sending more people. Do you think if they are sat there in their Jerusalem, not bothering to lift up their eyes to the Judea and to the Samaria and to the uttermost part of the world, to Badagri and Nigeria and Ghana and all, do you think we'll be sitting here singing songs, making compositions? Oh, we are the sickest lost church. With a lot of money though. With a lot of money. But without the Holy Spirit. With the spirit of the world. The spirit, the same spirit that is in the bank. Is in the pastors. It's in the church. We minister it all the time. The people can sense that we are after money. That we want more money. They can feel it. People are not fools. One more things. That's all that we are after. But God is bringing a wind of change. Yeah. We will stand here and we will cry about souls in Chad. Yeah. And we will send people from here. Yeah. Okay? 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 We'll send people from here. Yeah. Don't say you don't know what is happening there. You know what is happening there. Don't say you didn't cause the problem there. You didn't cause the problem. My God, if the Holy Spirit is on you, remotest places will concern us. And this church, a big church in London, you have the power to concern yourself with the remotest parts of the world. And that is when we will become richer. That is when eh, the power to be wealthy will be given to us because we are responsible children. We will not preach about it, but we will be rich. Fantastically rich. First things first. The main thing is still the main thing. I said the main thing is still the main thing. It hasn't become the minor thing. The cross is still the cross. The way to be saved is still the blood of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is still the Holy Spirit. You shall be my witnesses, still you shall be my witnesses. Judea, Samaria, Atamos is still the same thing. No change, even for us. So I told this pastor, in fact, when I heard he was in Tassel, I want to meet with him. So I said, let me meet you. I met with him. I said, we got the money. And he said, you know, I think I agree with you. I said, yeah. You got thousands of people. You got millions of dollars and pounds. But no power. No power to do anything. Nigeria is not Lagos. If you don't know, let me tell you. If you don't, you don't know that Nigeria is not Lagos. Let me stand here and tell you that Nigeria is not Lagos. Nigeria is beyond Lagos. Nigeria is outside Lagos. The majority of Nigerians are not in Lagos. And they are not ghosts. If you don't know, I came to tell you that they are not ghosts. They are human beings whom Jesus Christ died for. And he's expecting us to think about them. And to have it on our hearts. And when we do, you, you have children. 
When your child starts to think in the right direction, you want to give him all that you have. He doesn't ask you. You want to give him, oh, have this, have that. Have. Well, as soon as your child is becoming wayward, with a different vision, you start to hold back. So what we are experiencing is actually a holding back. May there be a release of God's abundance and God's blessing on your life. Amen. So God wants us to be very, very committed to the work of the mega church, which concerns itself with all these things. And that's why I'm preaching about it this evening. Because that's what's important. Amen. Now, in my book, I now share with you about what I call commitment. Amen. Amen. I believe that we need to be committed to a certain point if we are going to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. Now, there are four types of commitment. Number one, fair weather commitment. Everybody say fair weather. Fair right? Weather. Proverbs 19 verse 4. The Bible says, wealth maketh many friends. But the poor is separated from his neighbor. If we are going to do well in the ministry, we need to have more than fair weather commitment. When things are going well, then we are going to belong to Royal Connections. We are going to be part of Redeem. No. When, 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 when you are blessed, when your job is working, when you are promoted, that's fair weather. When the church is near where you stay, then you are committed. You are not committed. That is not the type of commitment that can get us anywhere. To serve God, you need to be committed beyond fair weather when things are sailing well. The Bible says a rich man has many friends. Me, the people I trust are my oldest associates. They have been with me from the very beginning of my life and my ministry. Those, I, I trust them more than people who come to me today. People who are interested in what I'm doing today, the church is working, we are blessed. I mean, what, what, what do we need? We can, we can have it, we can do it. Those people are different from those who were with you when you have nothing, when nothing was working, when there was nothing to look at, there was nothing to clap. Look at how we are having a convention. So many wonderful pastors have gathered. Now it's a time we have a convention. Nobody will, gather, nobody will come. You just believe God and, 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 and encourage yourself. Yeah. But now it's working. So people are coming. They're coming to see what the Lord is doing. Is that not so? so but we need people whose commitment is even when there's a crisis in the church. I say when there's a crisis in the church. And it's just a matter of time before there will be crisis. As for trouble and the devil, he is not asleep. You, are, you may be sleeping, but the devil doesn't sleep. He is planning against Pastor Shola. If you don't know, I'm telling you. We have two types of things that are being planned against Pastor Shola. Long-term strategies and short-term strategies. Yeah. There are certain long-term plans in place against your life. And against your ministry. And you need to be aware of it. And there are short-term ones. Short-term ones, most of them fail. You yourself see that they are not working. But there are long-term strategies against you because you are serving God. There are plans to go a certain way and bring you along a certain way. Very clever. 
very, very clever. You, you, and, and you will not know the difference between right and wrong when it gets there because the wrong will be right and the right will be wrong and both wrongs will be right and both right will be wrong. <laughs> may God give you wisdom and may he open your eyes to see which way to go. But it's just a matter of time. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. So you, 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 you need that. Now the next one is what I call situational friendship commitment. Where situation, that is you are committed, right? And you are committed like friends. So a situation makes you friends. Situational friendship commitment. All right? Now situational friendship is, you know, sometimes we have friends who are friends with us because we are in school with them. But when the situation changes, you are no more friends. You get what I'm saying? And so there are a lot of people like that. Once our connection is in East London, and we also stay in East London, the situation is good. We are there. And our commitment is a bit stronger. It's friendship. But as soon as the situation changes, we also change our commitment. But God is looking for people in royal connections whose mind is beyond the situation way beyond how things are now it's like you are committed far higher than just based on the situation well it just happened that my flat is just around i just walk and i come to church thank god or it just happens that you don't have a nice car or my office is just here so when i come to work after church after 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 work then i come you know now when the situation changes and you've been transferred to waltham store I've left royal connections. That's why our churches don't grow because the people are not committed beyond the situation. So God is now calling for people who are going to be committed beyond the situation. Now the next level, three, there are only four levels. The next level is non-situational friendship commitment. In other words, non-situational friendship commitment. All of this is in my book, The Mega Church. You can get it after church. Now, this type of commitment is a very good commitment, but it's not the highest type because it does not depend on the situation. Even when the situation changes, you are still committed. But your commitment is like friendship. So you have good friends. Like I have, I have some, I mean, I just came from, uh, uh, from the States. I stayed in the house of my, my friend. He's been my friend from school, medical school. And he was at the point even my roommate. He's my friend. When he comes to Ghana, he stays with me. When I go to the States, I stay in his house. We are still good friends, and our wives are good friends. You get it? The situation has changed. We used to all stay in Kolebu in Ghana, but now he is in New Jersey, and I'm still in Kolebu. <laughs> but I'm blessed, so you keep laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but even though the situation has changed, we are still the best of friends. Amen. So there are going to be people like that who are friends. All right. Now, Jonathan and David in the Bible were a good example. When the situation changed and David was persecuted and he was hunted and he had to run away, you find out that he was still committed to Jonathan. And Jonathan was still committed to him. So that's a good example of non-situational friendship commitment. Now, the highest type of commitment, which is what I want to call on us all to be involved with in Royal Connection, amen, 
is marital commitment. Marital. And in Romans chapter 7, verse 4, all right, the Bible says, Wherefore, my brethren, that you should be married to another, even to him who raised, who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Amen. Now, the highest type of commitment you can have to somebody is marriage. And the Bible is describing that we are married to Christ in Romans chapter 7, verse 4. Now, the members of this church must, and every church, I teach my people, develop marital commitment to the church. Marital commitment is for life. When you join the church, you are there for life. You are married. Do you see? Because when you are in what times to, because of the marital commitment, it is going to cause that I still belong to Royal Connections. Moving to Kent does not take me out of Royal Connections. Moving to Birmingham does not take me out of Royal. In fact, I'm going to call Pastor Shola and tell him, Pastor Shola, I've been, I'm now in uh, Birmingham, right? So what does it mean? It means, and I'm still part of, I'm, I'm married to you. I'm married to the whole thing. It's one. We are together. The commitment is for life and it's forever. Ah, then when that happens, you can't, you see, that's when the churches will now begin to start. Because you have maritally committed people. Ah, the Lord, the Lord has blessed me, United Nations job in Congo, Brazzaville. Royal Connections is in Congo, Brazzaville immediately. But when you are not marital committed, then you start, you say, the situation has changed. When I went to Congo, Brazzaville, I saw a certain church there, Angels Against Demons Church International. <laughs> <laughs> and I've decided to join that church, Angels Against Demons, because it is a very powerful church, and the pastor is very tall. So, gradually, as they spread, and you know, since this church began, there are many people who were here, if they had marital commitment, by now, that the word royal connection, eh, you get it? It will be spread out all over. But because they didn't have that marital. You see, marriage is a very wild thing. There's something, you, it's not easy to break. Those of you who are planning to divorce, change your mind. Because it's not easy to divorce. Yeah. It's like removing your leg. Yeah, so change your mind from today. Tell the person that the man has caught you. Change your mind. Don't divorce again. Prince Charles, you see, marital commitment, it goes, when Princess Diana was fornicating with her Egyptian boyfriend in Paris, you see, and then she died, who went for her body? Yeah, it's not easy, you see, marital commitment is extreme, it crosses all kinds of barriers. It went for her. Yeah, because this is why that this Egyptian is blowing. <laughs> it is his wife. It is his wife. Yeah. 
Are they fornicating in Paris? It is his wife. In spite of everything that has happened, he went for the body. I watched it on television. Went and carried her. Because marriage is not easy to break. It's very difficult to break. I've watched some people trying to divorce. And ah, there are two things they, 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 that they describe as the highest stressful events that can ever happen to a person is the death of a spouse or the divorce of a couple. It's, they are too high. So even if your spouse is bad, look at him or her tonight and just say, today when I went to the they told me that you are not so bad. <laughs> yeah. Because trying to separate is going to induce such a stress to your life that it may break you. Yeah. Are you there? Are you listening to me? So marital commitment is what we need from our members. We need, I mean, when you, are, when, you are be, when you belong to Pastor Shola in this ministry, because you, some of you, you, are, you belong here. But you, you have to belong forever. Me, I work with people forever. So I also expect you to be with me for. And that is what brings fruit. When we are together forever, you, you know how it is to marry. You go, you put on the ring, and so on. You go into the room, you look at each other, you sit down, and you say, we are together forever. And now that it is forever, okay, you can undress. Yeah. You can, you can be yourself. You can do whatever you want to do. And that is what leads to fruit. You see, the relation, no, no, listen. How many want to bear fruits? I mean, spiritual fruits. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritual fruits. Don't let your mind go too far. There are children here. <laughs> Spiritual fruits. You see, just like in the natural, before you bear physical fruits, you have to marry. You sort of have to be committed forever. So, okay, now that we are committed forever, we can do everything with each other. That leads to fruits. And if Pastor Tony, I'm going tonight, don't worry, eh, for today. <laughs> if, if Pastor Tony is maritally committed to Pastor Shola, you get it. Then through that connection, they can bear much fruit. You see, like my associate, in, I mean, at least my mind is that I'm with, I'm, I'm with him till I die. And his mind is that he's with me till he dies. In fact, if you told me that you'll be with me for five years, you know, I would ask you to, 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 to go. Now. Yeah. One day I was meeting a pastor, two pastors, one and his associate. I said, how long are I going to be here? So the Lord has, the Lord has you know, brought me here and I want to just be here for another five years. And then, um, you know, after that we'll see what the Lord... As they were sitting there, I told the senior pastor, I said, if I was you, I would, I would ask him to go now. 
Oh, I said, yeah, me, if I have such a person who is assisting me for five years, after five years, what are you going to do? After five years, you've been with us, you are flowing with the people, you know, you, you, everybody knows you, you are there, and then suddenly, we just, you just go out, and then there'll be some shake-up in the system. No, we don't need that. We need, you see, we need to be together eternally so that, so that, we can bear the kind of fruit that only comes through a certain level of commitment. Shake hands with the nearest sister or brother you can find. Shake hands. No, if you are a brother with a sister. If you are a sister with a brother. Find a brother or a sister. Now, have you finished shaking? Is she pregnant? Is she pregnant by your handshake? Is she pregnant by your handshake? No. Casual, casual interaction does not lead to fruits. Casual commitment does not lead to fruits. Oh, yeah. It must be deep. It must be extensive. It must be all out. This type of hugs. I mean, if, if all the women I have hugged in my life can be bare fruit based on the hug, then I'll have more than 5,000 children. <laughs> can you count the number of people you've hugged? You can't count. You see, those casual, surface relationships. Is this Pastor Frank? Frank. Casually associating with Pastor Shola is not going to lead to the level of fruits that we are talking about. We are talking about winds of change. We are talking about the uttermost. We are talking of Samaria. We are talking of going beyond. We are talking of a lasting ministry. We are talking of fruits to a certain level. It's not something that we just come and, you know, to browse. We're just browsing. Just casually handshake. Shake somebody again, somebody. Shake someone. Shake. <laughs> Try to impregnate the person with the handshake. See, is it happening? It's not happening. You got to go deeper. We got to sign a deal that this thing is forever. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we need that commitment, and I want to call on everybody from the list. All of you singers, you see the nice little young faces? In 10 years, I want you to be, you see, the kind of commitment, you know, there's a certain level of commitment that I am in the church, I am maritally committed. It's not just a situational thing. <laughs> are you a student? Are you students? Yes. Student at where? St. George's. St. George's. Is this medical school? Uh-huh. <laughs> now, when you become doctors, when you become doctors, I, I need you to, do you belong to this church or you are visiting? <laughs> right? I need you to be committed here. And then the brothers, committed here. And you find one of them and stay here.
All right. Everybody say, I'm going to be committed. Now, the next thing is that I want you to be devoted. So after commitment, I want us to move to devotion. Amen. All right? Now, devotion. There are three types. Hallelujah. Please rise to your feet and let's pray. Have you been blessed by the message? You want more? Come next week. Hallelujah. But I think you get the message. To be maritally committed. I think the window that Bishop gave very powerful. The prince, who is now the king, he went for his wife. Do you see? He went for his wife. But you, small, this thing you had with your shepherd, you say you are leaving the church. You are not maritally committed. That's why you are not fruitful. Do you see? So as a church, I think God is speaking to us. And I want us to pray. Say, Lord, help me to be planted and to be maritally so that I can bear fruit because you see, we are supposed to in Genesis, God talks about our aim and our vision in life which is to be fruitful. It says be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth and we have learned that it's only marital commitment that brings fruit. Even non-situational friendship doesn't bring fruit. It's only and you must be maritally committed to the church. You see, our memory verse, Romans chapter 7, verse 4. Maybe let's look at it. It says, Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another. And then he tells you who you should be married to. Even him who is raised from the dead. Who was raised from the dead? Who was raised from the dead? So you are supposed to be married to Christ. And then look at the last part. It says, then we bring forth fruit unto God. Hallelujah. Are you listening? And so you want to be committed. You know, many of us, our commitment, you know, now people don't go deep in relationships. They don't go deep. God wants us to go deep. If this is your, and you see, church, is God who brings you here. Maybe your friend brought you but it's God. It's God. That's what we are learning. It's God. And so you must say, this is my church. God has put me here and we will bear fruit together here. Lift up your voice and pray to God to help you. And pray to God to help you. Lift up your voice. Pray, 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 pray. Everywhere, 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 everywhere. Lord, help me to be maritally committed. To be maritally committed. To be maritally committed so that I can bear fruit. So that I can have the blessing of fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Anna la bosha, valiando la breste, gadaria valusta, anna baba, eba da baba, vaya da baba, vaya da baba, ah, 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 ah
in his mighty name, in his glorious name. Everywhere at the back, lift up your voice and breathe in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands with me. Say to the Lord, I declare this morning. I declare this morning. Oh, everybody, I declare this morning. I declare this morning. That this is my church. That this is my church. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For putting me here. For putting me here. I ask your help. I ask you to be maritally committed. To be maritally committed. So that I can be fruitful. So that I can be fruitful. I thank you. I thank that nothing. That nothing will take me will take from here. From here. By your power, by your power, by your grace, by your grace I am rooted. I am, rooted. I am planted. I am married to Christ, to his church, to this church here you put me in. Thank you, Father, that I am maritally committed. And because of that, I will be fruitful. Thank you for the blessing of fruitfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You are here. You are here, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to pray with you. The Bible says that except a man be born again, he cannot enter. Some of these messages is for those of us who are born again. Your first step into that commitment, maritally, is to be born again. To become a part of. A part of. That is why a wedding leads to that type of commitment. So today you are here, you are saying, Pastor... I want, to, I want to become a child of God. I, I, I want to change in my life completely. If you're here like that, I want you to lift up your hand. You say, I want Jesus. I want Jesus. Nothing but Jesus. Today, I accept Jesus. You are here like that. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Lift up your hand. I see the hands. Let it go up. Let it go up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You have lifted up your hand. I want you to come. Or even you didn't lift up your hand, but you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I, today, I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ. I want you to walk to me. Ashes, help me. I want you to walk to me. You lifted up your hand. Come. Come. From everywhere. Come. Don't live here the same way you came. Come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming, keep coming, I'm waiting for you. Clap for them as they come. You are taking the best decision of your life. Let him have 
Jesus. Keep coming, brother. So I'm going to help you to pray, okay? Okay, is that okay? And whatever I say, you say it after me, but it is your prayer to God. It says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's what we are doing. Close your eyes with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I've heard your words. I want a change in my life. I want a change in my life. I repent of all my sins. I repent of all my, my lies. My, my wicked ways. My wicked I ways. repent of it today. I repent of it Lord, today. Jesus, Lord Jesus, I come to you I come to just you. as I am. Just as Please I am. have mercy on me. Please have mercy Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all I accept you this day, I accept you this as, day. My Lord as my Lord and my Savior. I thank you that by this prayer I've become a child of God, that you have changed my life, that your will for my life, as it is in heaven, is coming to pass for me. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for these lives. Fill them with your spirit. Give them understanding and help them to live for you and to do your will the rest of their lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church, Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto you.